Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everyone. Hello. Welcome to episode 65 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're talking all about trips we've taken this year, destinations that are safe to travel to during the COVID-19 pandemic, how you can travel safely to what we've accomplished, and what we're looking forward to in 2021. Woo, 2021. I mean, can 2020 be over any sooner? It's about to be over in a couple days here for everybody. And to say that 2020 has been a chaotic year would be a vast understatement. It's been filled with so much pain, anxiety, and grief for lots of people around the world, while at the same time, people have found the rhythm in quarantine and accomplished a lot. So there's a lot of give and take on what 2020 has brought us. And everyone is trying to find a sense of purpose and normalcy throughout it all here in 2020. And for us, that normalcy is travel, which is exponentially more difficult during the pandemic. So we're going to tell you guys all about the travel that we were able to do during this pandemic while still doing it in a safe way and how moving forward in these times, you too can still travel safely to certain destinations. This was definitely a crazy year for travel, but we did manage to take some amazing trips throughout the year. So we want you to get out of this episode destinations that we went on that you can also consider for safe traveling during COVID or even after the pandemic. We also want you to hear our experiences and see how travel can be safe during the pandemic and hear about some of the experiences we had with change safety precautions. The lack of breakfast buffets is very concerning. Boo on that. <laughs> and although later on in 2020, they have stepped it up. And again, depending on what state you're in, different regulations, they're going with it. So they're making a comeback, rest assured. Yes. And we also have a lot of funny stories from the trips that we took this year. So we want you to get a laugh out of this episode, too. For me, I didn't do as much traveling, so I'm going to be listening just as much as you guys. But I do remember at the start of the pandemic, the pretty much the extent of my travel was every once in a while, I'd come out and see Jamal and Brittany, and we'd walk around their neighborhood wearing masks at night. Well, that was just crazy the start. Yeah, the crazy times. <laughs> that was the start of it. Although we did manage to fit in a squad trip this year. So don't count yourself out, Zaina. You, you guys Three. literally explored your own backyard. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it full circle, Kim. I like that. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) So crazy year this was. We had a lot of trips planned. Not all of them panned out. So we just want to take a moment of silence for the trips. And then we want to tell you about the ones that are actually postponed to a later date to be determined. Is a better way to phrase that? To be determined (laughs) for sure on that one. Some of them that were weekenders, we did end up doing later on during the year. But the bigger ones, especially a squad trip that we had planned for September, got canceled. That is for sure to be determined because I don't know when we're going to get to South America and Ecuador with our favorite Gate 1. So let's just give a shout out to Gate 1 again. But we are ready to do our guided tour to Ecuador when safe to do so and still really bummed out that our September trip there got canceled. But we still managed to do a safe alternative here in the States, which we'll get to later. After Ecuador, we were also going to add on a weekend in Austin, Texas as a squad, and we didn't get to do that either. Biggest bummer for me, I'm going to have to say, was the cancellation in March. So at the real, real onset of COVID to Hong Kong. We've mentioned this again in a couple episodes. This wasn't supposed to be a squad trip. It was just me and Brittany. We were going. Hong Kong Disneyland is the last Disney park in the world that Brittany and I have not been to. It would have completed the entire Disney park collection for us. And unfortunately, with COVID at that point in time raging in China, 
we had to cancel Hong Kong. That is a for sure to be determined when to go back. I'm ready to go when Americans can go there and it's safe to do so. Count me in for Hong Kong. In March, I also had a trip planned. This was towards the end of March. I was going to go to Cancun for spring break. But there were no tequila shots. There were no flashing. There were no college ragers. There was me in my house. (laughs) (laughs) But you were being safe though, Kim. Very, very safe. Yes. And I will get to Cancun for spring break one of these years. We were also supposed to go to Dallas for Easter, but that was really when COVID was taken off. So we did cancel that trip. And we even had to cancel a backup trip to a trip. We were supposed to go to Ecuador, like we had mentioned earlier. We had to cancel that. So we were going to go to the South instead. But then COVID kind of hit that area. We had to cancel that. And then we used another backup trip to the backup trip to take a (laughs) squad trip. So point being, have backup trips. I think that (laughs) is something that we can all say here in these times of uncertainty, if you still want to travel. And when Brittany says the South, she's not talking another place in South America and an alternative to Ecuador. We were literally supposed to do South U.S., go to Georgia, go to Tennessee, the Carolinas. And at that point, when we were supposed to go, those areas in the U.S. were being hit really hard. So we had a backup plan for that. So again, keeping with the safety in mind and alternating where you're going to go and being flexible on your ideas. Yes. And we appropriately titled that trip, the South in the Mouth trip. So someday when we do our South in the Mouth. I'm still ready to get some South in my mouth. Let me tell you that. I know you ladies are too. I'm ready for the South in the Mouth. We also had trips planned to Sedona and Yosemite. We had to cancel them at the time, but we were able to reschedule and do them this year. And we're going to talk about that later in this episode. And those ones that we were able to reschedule, domestic, Sedona, Yosemite, these things were planned at the very early onset, late March, April, before everyone really got their footing and sense of normalcy of what was really going on and everyone figuring out what the regulations were. So as conditions on the ground changed in terms of understanding the pandemic, more about COVID specifically and precautions you could take to help prevent getting it and things you need to do, then we were able to adapt and move on. So we've spent this episode so far in the dumps talking about trips that were canceled or postponed. And so now let's shift gears a little bit and go positive. Let's talk about all the things we did accomplish. Zaina, what did we do this year? Well, we (laughs) hit up three countries, Lebanon, Dubai, and Mexico. We hit up 11 states, Utah, Montana, Wyoming, Idaho, Hawaii, Washington, Arizona, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, and Nevada, which by the way, I have like the urge to name the state capitals for all of those states in competition (laughs) with Jamal. Save it for another episode. (laughs) Obviously. And we hit up 11 national parks, Hawaii Volcanoes, Grand Teton, Yellowstone, Mount Rainier, or as (laughs) the locals call it, Mount Rainier. It's Mount Rainier. Uh, Olympic National Park, North Cascades, Glacier, Arches, Canyonlands, Capitol Reef, and Yosemite. Wow. Those countries that we hit, minus Mexico, Lebanon, and you mentioned Dubai. It's not a country. It's a city (laughs) in the United (laughs) Arab Emirates. So that was the other country. Those were pre-COVID. We did those in January. So we didn't do any international traveling post-COVID except for Kim, who has Mexico on her list. And Mexico is our own backyard. We talk about exploring it all the time. So Kim hit up Mexico on that list. But I just want to say... We're talking about the states we did, more specifically those national parks, open outdoor spaces. Explore your own backyard, explore America, do it safely, your outdoors. These are perfect trips that you can take during COVID. And you know we love national parks, so it gave us an excuse to hit so many this year. And there's so much more that we accomplished. We actually released four itineraries for purchase, six days exploring Washington's national parks, the Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park itinerary, the American Southwest itinerary, and Big Island Hawaii itinerary. And we have so many more coming to you in 2021. To be determined, South in your mouth itinerary. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait for that. All those itineraries can be found on our website, travelsquadpodcast.com. We're super excited. We've worked really, really hard on those. And these are the replicas of our own trips. So if you haven't already, make sure that you check them out. And we've had 20,000 downloads to date. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, listening to us. It means so much to us. 
that you guys tune in every Travel Tuesday, helped us hit those 20,000 downloads in less than two years, and especially in the year 2020 when travel is not big for a lot of people. Yeah, we really appreciate every single review that we get, every single email that we get, every single DM. Like you guys have shown us so much love and we can't even put it into words how much we appreciate you because we do this for you guys and we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. Speaking of you guys out there, shout out to the listeners in Canada. Our friendly neighbors to the north. (laughs) Our listeners in Canada in 2020 grew 514%. Damn. Because we're talking about all these cool places they can go in the U.S. and they're just like, shit, when can I get down to the U.S.? When is uh, my neighbors to the south going to get things together? So hopefully soon, because rest assured, we want to come visit you guys up north. We have so many trips in Canada we want to do and we are anxious to do so. So shout out to our friends up north. Go Canada. Do you guys think that Canada thinks of us as the south in their mouth? (laughs) <laughs> i don't think so i think they think of us as probably the meth head neighbors downstairs <laughs> no they're too nice for that i love canada jamal and i have been to canada so well Brittany and i have been i've been to canada several times i love canada so shout out to our canadian listeners not only did we grow in canada but we also grew 320 percent here in our own backyard the usa and 280 percent in the uk That's amazing. All in all, we have listeners in 2020 from 48 different countries. Damn. If you're one of our listeners out there, DM us. Let us know where you're at. Yeah, I would love to meet some of our listeners outside of the U.S. And I think this just goes to show, even in a pandemic, us wanderlust travelers still have that itch to travel. And we are ideally and are in thinking we are inspiring you to take that next trip to be safe during COVID here. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. We also are now on YouTube. That came out of time that we had during COVID to devote to our YouTube channel and also a need. Since we couldn't get together to record, we would do special edition episodes on Zoom videos and then upload them to YouTube. You can check them out at Travel Squad Podcast where you can find us on YouTube. And they're really fun. We had some fun with those ones. So we did quite a bit on YouTube this year and we have so many more plans coming next year for it. And if there's anything specific you want, let us know. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, everybody. All right, guys. So enough about us in that sense. (laughs) But let's talk about what trips we took and give everybody here listening ideas on how they can still travel safely. So let's kick it off right in January 2020 when things were still normal and cool. Wow. It seems like so long ago. Was it even this year? I I know. It feels like 10 years ago. And this is before I even knew what COVID was. Simpler times. I have a friend who has a January 4th birthday. And so every year we do something for her birthday. It's my first trip of the year. This year in 2020, we went up to West Hollywood for the night. We went out to the Laugh Factory, a very iconic comedy club in the comedy scene. And then we partied in the gay district. And then the next day did a little walk of fame with the stars. Nice little overnight trip. It sounds like a really good trip exploring your own backyard, which again, we always preach here going to L.A., It's not too far here from San Diego and a perfect theme for COVID year just as well. You know, explore what you can safely of the iconic sites or things to do in the vicinity. And you did that well before COVID. Yeah, I also did another little overnight trip to Hermosa Beach, which is another area of LA. And it's a really fun little beach party town. Did a little girl trip up there and had a nice little night out of San Diego. Well, not that that doesn't sound cool, but let's get into the real cool shit, though, Kim. Oh, yeah. Of January. And in January, we took our squad trip. We've been saying Lebanon 2020 (laughs) for the past three years, pretty much. And you know what? Lebanon 2020 came. And thank God it was in January and before COVID because I would have hate to postpone this one here. And this was a really good trip in general because, one, it was a squad trip. Two, we've mentioned this before, Zayn and I are Lebanese, so going back to the motherland is a real nice experience. First time, as long as I've been with Brittany, her going to Lebanon just as well. Obviously, you coming with us, Kim, it was just an awesome, awesome experience and a highly recommended place, nonetheless, for all of you guys to go outside of COVID. I do want to say one thing. Zayna was about to back out of this trip. And we don't need to go into the reasons why, but I talked her into going Kim under the radar. Usually, <laughs> it is usually the, the, the voice of reason for me, yes. And I want to point out how if looking back, you had made the decision not to go, like how much would you have regretted not taking that trip? 
I would have regretted it a lot. So I did used to live in Lebanon for a very long time. You know, the other thing that took place this year is the huge blast on August 4th that pretty much decimated the downtown area near the port. So I'm really glad that we were able to go and I was able to see it because it's been a long time since I've been there and it was very emotional for me. Yeah. So, I mean, you never know what's going to happen in tomorrow's not promise, as they say. So take the trip. But anyway, let's let's talk about some of the fun we had there. We had so much fun. I think the favorite thing that we did for Jamal was going to Biblos, of course. He was raving about it the whole time. I know. He couldn't <laughs> wait to go. Jamal was the biggest anti-Biblos person because he was so stressed about time. I just didn't think we were going to have enough time. It was a short trip simply because we were extending on Dubai after the fact. So there's so much to do, family to see that we hadn't seen for a while. And, you know, when you were saying Biblos, Sana, for whatever reason, I was thinking Tripoli up in the north a lot farther than Byblos is outside of Beirut. So I think that has some of the confusion to do with it. But I loved Byblos. It's one of the most ancient cities in the entire world. There's still Phoenician ruins in the area. It's where the Bible came from. Yeah, the main Bible comes from Byblos. And like I said, some of the oldest ruins Phoenicians built. And then they have Roman ruins on top of it, other type of ruins. So you have all these ancient cultures throughout antiquity who have rebuilt on that city. So very unique to see. I think Jamal said, what are we even going to do in Byblos? He did say that. <laughs> Many times. Because I was thinking Tripoli when you were saying Byblos. I don't know why. It's just one of those things when you say it, you think something else and you know better. That's what that was. But let's put that aside. I love Byblos. Let's give some <laughs> love to other parts of Lebanon, Zaina. Speaking of giving love to other parts of Lebanon, where we did not go is Trablos, which is Tripoli. And I've confused the two before as well. Anyways, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So anyways, that's super north. Um, and we did not go there, but we also went to Lady of Lebanon, also known as Harissa. It's a very iconic, holy, sacred place. It's a statue of the Virgin Mary. You could almost consider it like their version of Christ the Redeemer. If we're familiar with that statue that's in Brazil, this is Lebanon's version, except instead of Christ, it's the Virgin Mary. As a matter of fact, Pope John Paul II has visited Lebanon, gone to that, and it gives you beautiful views of the Mediterranean Sea. Another favorite thing that we did while we were in Lebanon was doing a day trip to Anjar and Baalbek, which are Roman ruins, and ruins really get Kim going. I was going that day. It was seriously so beautiful. Jamal really sold me on it. It is the most intact Roman ruins outside of Rome. It's so beautiful, and there are no tourists there, unlike the Colosseum. And our last stop on the way back was to Kassara, which was wine region in Lebanon. And we got to go to a winery and try some wine out, which was amazing. And the Kid Binet, we tried that. <laughs> Check out episode 31, All About Lebanon, and you can find out what Kid Binet is there too. And then from Lebanon, we moved on still in January here to Dubai. And Dubai was an epic time. We spent a lot shorter time here than we did in Lebanon. Two days, right? Two days. In those two days, we still saw a lot. The first thing we did in the morning, we got there late at night. First thing in the morning, we took a guided tour to do some camel trekking for sunrise out in the desert, which we how amazing was that? It was amazing, but we literally slept two hours before going on this trip. I was just about to say it was so amazing that I forgot that we only slept two hours on that trip. That's how much <laughs> of troopers we were on this quick trip to Dubai. And then after we got back from camel trekking, we went to the Atlantis water park and it was so much fun seeing Kim and Zena's faces going down the water slides. Oh my God. That was funny. It's been a long time since I've been on a water slide and it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it. And for you guys who are listening and don't know, just Google Atlantis, the palm in Dubai. The palm is their man-made islands that they've created. They have houses on there, resorts. It's shaped like like a palm tree built out into the water and the Atlantis Resort is at the very tip and it's just amazing. They have a complimentary water park. If you're staying out there, if you're not a guest, you can purchase it. Highly, highly recommend. Very unique Dubai experience. We also finally, as a squad, went to Hakazan at the Atlantis. 
We go to Hakkasan oh. in Vegas all the time as a squad kid. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's right. That's right. But we also went to one of the coolest dining experiences I've ever had while on a trip. It was a tasting menu and it, it had a name. It was called Metamorphosis. It was a transformative nine course tasting experience at a restaurant in an underwater aquarium with a live pianist taking your song recommendations. So the restaurant was Oceano. This was at Atlantis. And like Kim said, it is pretty much underwater in a sense. The big wall of the restaurant is a giant aquarium. You have all sorts of sea life from sharks, stingrays, all sorts of fish in that aquarium. It is awesome and such an amazing experience. So if you ever have the opportunity to go to Dubai and you're a foodie, splurge and do the tasting menu out at Oceano. Highly recommend. That was my first tasting experience and I will never forget it. And if you guys want to hear more about Dubai, listen to episode 32 to check it out. So in February, we took another squad trip. We took this in late February, so right before really early March, COVID hit here in the United States. So this was our last trip of normalcy that we had. And we went to Boise, Idaho. Why did we go there? Well, Boise and Idaho's cool. But more specifically, Kim wanted to be a bougie bee snow bunny and go to the <laughs> hot springs that they have out there in Idaho. It was Idaho. me and Brittany. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. I was like, Kim, look at this Instagram picture. We have to go to these hot springs. And she was like, yep, we got to go. So we booked the trip. It's beautiful. Like several different pools of natural hot springs, but they've made the pools into actually pool shaped pools, but it's fed by natural water, hot water. And in the winter, when we went in February, all of the trees and nature around is covered in beautiful white snow. And you're just in a bikini in this hot water, natural hot springs pool healing from the thermal waters. It's amazing. Well, we actually went to two sets of hot springs. That one, like Kim said, natural, but they make the pools unnaturally. Mm -hmm. We went to another one called Kirkham Hot Springs, which is really true natural hot springs you go down to a river and you're sitting in the natural rock pools that it's created so yep straight you, ass to rock yeah you don't really get to submerge <laughs> as much as your body because you really are like in a stream but when we were out there it started to snow mm -hmm. and it was just such a surreal experience being in the mountains seeing the snow being in these natural hot springs and it was really really fun and Zaina, what was your favorite part about the Boise trip? I would say the snow tubing. Now, I love the thermal <laughs> hot springs, but oh my God, snow tubing. I remember when Brittany first suggested tubing in Idaho, I thought that she meant like literally tubing down the river. And I'm like, she's wild and crazy. <laughs> and so when she asked 9 a.m. or 12 p.m., I was like, 12 p.m. when the sun is out. And she's like, well, we booked for 9 a.m. And I literally thought, <laughs> I literally thought we were going to be going down a stream tubing until the day of when I found out, oh, we're actually going snow tubing. And it was just as wild and fun as uh, Brittany promised it would be. It was so much fun. So we went snow tubing at Bogus Basin, which is just outside of Boise up in the mountains. And they have an amazing ski and snowboard resort there. If you want to do snow tubing, take it easy like we did. We had an amazing time doing that. We do want to go back. If you want to hear all about our trip to Idaho, check out episode 38. But moving on outside of February, now we're getting to March. Now we're getting to the onset of COVID here. You should have said marching on into March. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're better with the transitions than I, Brittany. So in March, that was when Jamal and I were supposed to go to Hong Kong and do the last Disney park in the world that we need to visit. Unfortunately, we did have to cancel that trip. And instead, we went to Big Island, Hawaii. We hit up Hilo, Kona, and a national park, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. And it was just so much fun. Hawaii is just known for their waterfalls, their volcanic rock, and their craters. And we had a great time exploring the island. It was also right when COVID was hitting and a lot of people weren't traveling. So we had a lot of the island to ourselves, which was absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was a really surreal experience because this was the first time when we were at the airports, there was really nobody there. Granted, our flight to Hawaii actually had a good substantial amount of people on it in general, but the airports were empty and this was before masks were a big thing or even required. And we booked this trip either late January, early February, when our airline was saying that they were restricting entry and flights into Hong Kong and they gave us a 
a credit to do something else. This is, again, before it really hit in the U.S. It was still really more so in Asia and in China. And so we're like, let's go to Big Island, Hawaii. And it just so happened we left the day that they had the shutdowns here in California. So a very, very unique experience and the first time really traveling in the COVID era. And so to hear all about that, listen to episode 45. But that's when the crazy really set on for the rest of the year. I have a question. Since that was right when things were getting crazy with shutdowns, when you flew there, was anything different when you flew back from when you flew there? Like in terms of the flight or in terms of when we got back? Regulations, people, the way things were. Absolutely. When we left, the day that we left, as we're about to get on our flight, Zana said, San Diego is going into a shutdown. Do you guys need me to get anything for you from the store? Mm -hmm. We're like, yes, please do. It was wild, Mm -hmm. dude. While we were in Hawaii, you really couldn't tell that COVID was really happening until we got to Hilo, which was the end of our trip. And then we saw the restaurants starting to shut down, putting signs up saying that because of the pandemic, they're not going to be open for a while. When we got back to San Diego, there was no food on the shelves we were so thankful Zaina went to the store and got stuff for us Mm -hmm. there was a shortage of toilet paper (laughs) canned goods we We all know tp shortages (laughs) and then that's when the all of the regulations for stay at home started to hit too Mm -hmm. so when we came back we came back to a whole different city wow yeah, and it was really weird on the the plane because it's like you knew what was going on. Masks weren't enforced yet. The plane wasn't completely full, but it was definitely at least three quarters of the way full. And we really saw it a couple times when we were on the island. They do have a Costco there. We were filling gas at that Costco, you know, for our trips around the island. That's when we really kind of saw it. Businesses were pretty much open except for the last few days, but people were prepping at the Costco because you could just see how much more crowded Costco is than normal. And so that's when we really kind of was like, oh man, shit's popping right now. Yeah, the week the shutdown happened was the week I was supposed to go to Cancun. And then... I don't think any of us traveled for at least a few weeks after that. Months. No, no April's months. nothing for us, right? In April, none of us took any trips. Yeah, we I, stayed home. It was probably like only towards the end of April when I finally started to come out to Jamal and Brittany's house to walk with them around the block. It was so crazy because no one really knew anything at that point and it was still so mysterious. So people weren't leaving the houses. We weren't seeing each other. We were wearing masks with each other. Like what a crazy time to look back and remember. I mean, I was exchanging baby wipes because I was lucky enough to get baby wipes at Costco for toilet paper because I was not lucky (laughs) enough to get toilet paper. (laughs) We went back to ancient days doing some trade and bartering, huh? Exactly. Yep. I gave Brittany a sack of flour Mm -hmm. and sugar for toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) We rationed Kim to one roll. We're like, make this last. (laughs) Or even, you know, like remember when it came out that ibuprofen isn't very good if you have COVID. And so Tylenol was wiped off the shelves and Kim made the comment that she was able to find some at Rite Aid. And this is like late at night. So I went to Rite Aid across the street from me early in the morning on Saturday. I found some there and I got some for me and Brittany, like just just it's just so wild to look back and remember those yeah like whenever anyone went to the store it was like hey guys do you need anything do you need anything that we can look out for and we kind of all had a list like hey if you see Tylenol or if you see toilet paper like pick me up some and let me know so we all had a list going and saying Mm -hmm. like we'll help each other out if we see these items out in the store yeah I'm picky about my toilet paper but this year I settled. Can't be too picky. <laughs> if you have to use leaves and pick them outside, I guess you got to go pick them from the tree if we had to. <laughs> I took what I could take. But then that puts us now into May. And for the first few weeks of May, we still didn't travel. It wasn't towards the end of May that we did. And I broke the travel seal with a girl's trip to Palm Springs. This was not a trip to go out in Palm Springs and go to the bars and go out to eat. We ran rented an Airbnb and we stayed in it the whole weekend. We just had fun. It was just a couple of girls. At this point, California was reopening. And so it was a nice weekend. And that is where my extreme love for staycations really solidified itself. I support that. There's so much science and evidence about putting yourself in a new environment in order to recharge, even if it's just a really nice hotel or a nice Airbnb, but to just get out of your own place. Yeah. And part of travel in addition to seeing a new place and experiences is the quality time that you're spending with the people you go with. So you can't have one, but you have plenty of the other in a staycation. 
Speaking of quality time, mine and Kim's close friend, Robin, came down to San Diego as the state was opening back up and we went on a day trip to Idlewild and we had a great day hiking and exploring this cute little mountain town. And if you guys want to hear more about it, check out episode 62, where we talk about day trips to take from San Diego. Yes. And in May, we did have a squad trip planned and we had this planned well before COVID. We were supposed to be going to Grand Tetons and Yellowstone National Park at the end of May, straddling going on into the beginning of June. And even at the onset of COVID, if we all remember, national parks even closed down. Mm -hmm. So we were like, well, are we even going to be able to get to go? And literally a couple weeks beforehand, they just said that they were going to be opening up Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Park. So we're like, yes, we're going to be able to go. And at that point, you know, it's still relatively new and fresh. And Zaina did not come with us on that trip at that point in time. So it didn't end up being a squad trip, but we had a really good time out at Grand Teton and Yellowstone National Park. And this is really where we felt, at least moving forward, all right, well, if we can travel and go places, what better places to do than national parks, outdoor, get exercise, boost your immune system that way, be out in nature, recharge. So moving forward, that's pretty much a lot of the traveling that we did that you'll see is going to these national parks. I think this is our first plane trip that we had to take during COVID where we had to wear masks and there was a lot more regulations while we were traveling. And it was kind of even hairy because we had a backup plan. It was hairy? Did you say hairy? I thought she said Harry too. And I'm like, my legs didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) I meant Harry in the sense that we didn't even know if we could go. So we had to have a backup plan to this plan. And we were just kind of like waiting. Okay, is it going to open? One of our hotels was going to be in Montana and they weren't opening entrances from Yellowstone into Montana. And we're like, okay, where are we going to stay if we can go into the national park, but we can't get to our hotel because it's in another state. <laughs> so that that felt like a hairy little situation. Very hairy, like at least two weeks, no shave. Uh, like Zena's legs <laughs> in, in Dubai. Dubai. <laughs> that, you know what? That's another story for another time. I do shave my legs. <laughs> they are smooth as butter. It just so happened that I forgot to shave my legs when we went to the water park. and Bad day to forget to shave your legs, I think. <laughs> Bad day for me. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you had to hold on to her legs and wrap around. But again, like Brittany was saying, this is the first trip that we had to take where masks were required on the planes. But the airlines at this point were pretty much blocking out middle seats. So it was like, okay, now masks are required. You have that little bit of extra safety. You're not really crammed in there like sardines, like normal. And at the same time, you know, people could say that these studies are put forth by the airlines to get people to feel safe. It's not. But they really do have really good air filtration systems on those airplanes and came out with the statistics of the likelihood to catch COVID on a plane. And it was something that collectively you know, we made the decision that we feel safe enough with the precautions that the airlines are taking to actually get on the planes at this point in time. You guys actually have a really cool picture where Brittany, I think, is at the window seat and Jamal, you're at the aisle. And it's a long shot where you see no one in the aisle for the entirety of, excuse me, in the middle seat for the entirety of the long aisle. And it was just really cool because you don't see that. Well, this early in COVID too, no one was really even traveling. I mean, there was maybe 12, 13 people on the plane. And it was one of the coolest experiences, me being just into aviation in general, um, you know, the heavier the plane, the longer it needs on the runway to take off. And these planes were literally getting off the ground so quick. I've never experienced taking off so fast because there's absolutely no weight on the airplane. That was cool in and of itself. You know what? I have a little bit of FOMO when I hear you put it like that because that sounds really cool. It was cool. It was also our first experience staying in a hotel since COVID happened. And there were a lot of changes in the hotels. One of them being no more breakfast buffets. Because you know we fucking book places with breakfast buffets. And if we were going (laughs) to be on a hiking trip specifically, you would know we need a good breakfast in the morning before the trails. So Kim, tell us all about the breakfast buffet modifications. So it definitely was not a breakfast buffet. There were no waffle makers. 
But I was bummed out about that. <laughs> but we did get a brown bag breakfast. Yeah, and there was actually a <laughs> sheet and they listed everything that they offered and you just put how many things you wanted from each section and the next morning you would go and pick up your brown bag breakfast. There was another one that just had pre-made breakfast, but basically the same stuff. Bagels, toast, cereal, fruit, muffins. Well, I like how the hotels were still trying to do that in a way of honor the breakfast that they have when they sell and book these hotels. At the same time, when we checked in, the hotels let us know of their safety precautions. They didn't have any of the cups or coffee makers in there because then people touching certain items. Also, they were saying that they're not going to be doing room service because they don't want people going in and out and potential contamination. Mm -hmm. All their pins, they had clean pins, dirty pins, little containers for them. So... They were already at that point taking the precautions to sanitize things, keep people distant from each other in terms of hotel workers. And so knowing all that too, we experienced it, heard that they were going to be doing this. And so again, it gave us that extra comfort of safety that knowing that these businesses are taking precautions to keep us safe. I really, really loved Grand Tetons because it was just such a majestic place. And one of my favorite parts about Grand Tetons was the day that we walked along the Snake River and we saw the Grand Tetons as a backdrop. It was just so beautiful and serene and it was quiet in the morning and it was just such a lovely place to be. And it's truly one of my favorite places that I've visited to date. It's definitely one of my favorite national parks. And we have an itinerary for sale talking about Grand Tetons and Yellowstone. If you want to hear more about Grand Tetons, listen to episode 56 specifically for that. And for Yellowstone, listen to episode 57 and you can hear all about their beautiful geothermal features. And Yellowstone is really cool too. Again, listen to 57 to hear all about it. But one of my favorite things was just really seeing the wildlife. Going from Grand Teton to Yellowstone, we came across those grizzly bears. Bears. So, I mean, these parks are pretty much America's safari. Again, outdoors, staying safe, good way to travel during COVID. Hey, travelers. We want to stop for a quick minute to tell you about a really exciting product we put together just for you. As you all know, we love getting you excited to visit places for yourself by sharing what we did and making it easier by giving you squad tips that we learned along the way. The Travel Squad has created something to provide even more value for you in addition to our episodes by detailing trip itineraries and comprehensive multi-page guides with everything you need to know to do the trip right. These Itineraries include information on what to see and do in the area, where to stay, directions for the best routes, and even where to eat along the way. And we put them into these beautiful PDF guides just for you. We created itineraries for a week in Yellowstone and Grand Tetons, Big Island, Hawaii, and an itinerary for an American Southwest road trip and so many more itineraries to come. We are so excited to announce that they are now available to purchase on our website. So go over to travelsquadpodcast.com to get yours today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news... Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We came back from that week-long trip, and a couple weeks later, I went on a little staycation in Thousand Oaks, California, which is up in the LA Hills area. I stayed at the beautiful Westlake Village Inn, this super nice hotel. Fun fact for the Bachelor Nation out there, it's actually where the lead stays while everyone else is in the mansion. Oh, look at that. Did not know that. So we didn't do a whole lot in the city. It was more just relaxation, hanging out at the property. They gave us champagne. We were positioned right by the golf course where all of the Father's Day daddies were out there playing. (laughs) It was wonderful. Have some good dad bods to look at. Oh, amazing. (laughs) Nice. 
Stonehouse is a nice winery outdoor restaurant there that's really fun. We went there. So yeah, great little staycation. Very important to just decompress a little. You don't always have to go gallivanting around nature or the city, you know? Well, speaking of staycations, keeping in the month of June, we also did that when we went up to Santa Barbara. They're known for their wineries up there. We did some wine tasting. Mm -hmm. Again, pretty much all outdoors, just walking the downtown areas. They have the beaches, so still keeping safe and doing activities in that sense. So Santa Barbara, really, really fun, and I highly recommend that place to anybody. We're hoping to put out an episode next year on Santa Barbara and our experiences there. It's a really beautiful, fun place. Great place to escape if you're in the SoCal region. Beautiful California city. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk July, Jamal's birthday month. My favorite month, by the way, (laughs) because it is my birthday month. Although not the best month in terms of weather because it's in the middle of summer. And what did Brittany and I decide to do? We were silly and went to Las Vegas, (laughs) but we did that as a staycation in a sense. We knew that we were going to specifically stay in our timeshare. It has a kitchen. We bought ingredients to do some cooking, minus going out for like one meal in one of the restaurants that they have out there. At that point, they were still doing limited capacity within the restaurants, so keeping people distanced. Workers had the masks on, and it was really unique seeing Vegas opened up with plexiglass at the tables for people gambling and just all the precautions that they had in place. It was really, really unique. There was enough people there, but it was still really empty. When Brittany and I were in one of the hotels, we were walking through and I was like, this is like a ghost town. Like literally we saw nobody in there. And that was such an odd, surreal experience. Yeah. I don't feel like a lot of people were there at all. And there was a lot of changes to Vegas. Like there were masks right when you walk into the casino and on the floor, there were mobile hand washing stations and then the plexiglass up between all of the players at the tables. So it had changed a lot. We even went to Bellagio and they have a famous conservatory and typically you can just walk right in but during COVID they have a line so that it's time allotted and they only let a certain number of people in to look at the flowers that are in there at one time. Yeah, and we also went to Solvane, California, which is a little bit north of Santa Barbara. We took this as a day trip for Brittany and I. We didn't even stay the night. It's this cute Danish town, and by Danish, it really is founded by Danish settlers, and so the town really looks like you're in Europe. They have some windmills. The architecture is Danish and Scandinavian, and it's a really unique experience, and For the most part, what you do there is really walk around the city, see the architecture. Yes, most of the shops there are mom and pop food stuff, but everything was really outside. A lot of the restaurants, they closed down the streets, set out benches to do the outdoor dining, had beer gardens out there. So you were able to do this safely outside, and it was a really fun experience. The best part is going to the Danish bakeries and getting all of the sweet goodies and treats. Mm. It was so good. And you guys can hear more about Solving in episode 62, which is the day trips from San Diego. Did you do that as a day trip or did you spend the night? Day trip. We did it as a day trip. It's a little bit far of a drive, but you know us in the squad, we're troopers. So, you know, a little bit farther of a drive than a normal day trip doesn't really intimidate us. Although I would say you can spend the night there because they do have wineries. It's a little bit north of Santa Mm -hmm. Barbara. So if you want to do wine tasting, be safe that way, spend the night. And that's something I want to do once COVID is over is go up there and stay the night for some of their wineries. So you guys all know that July is Jamal's birthday month and he loves to hike on his birthday. Hate it. He always asking for it. (laughs) Always asking. So I planned a trip to Yosemite National Park and we hiked the Mist Trail to Vernal and Nevada Falls with Jamal and Zaina's sister, Nejwa. And we also visited Yosemite Falls, which is amazing. And so we had a great time exploring Yosemite National Park during Jamal's birthday. Yosemite is close to our hometown. My sister still lives up there. And so she joined us for these outdoor activities and we had a really, really good time. And I I just can't stress enough the concept of visiting these national parks as a way to recharge, be outside, and again, boost your immune system by being out in nature, doing some leisure exercise, whether it be some leisurely strolls or some hardcore hiking, if that's your thing. It's really amazing. 
And Yosemite was actually limiting the number of visitors per day. So you actually had to make reservations for an entrance and reserve it in advance. You couldn't just show up and go into the park that day. Wow. You had to make reservations online and only a certain number of people they were allowing into the park each day. Did it feel busy still or did it feel less busy than if they hadn't had that reservation system? You know, it's been a long time since I've been to Yosemite since that last trip, so I don't really remember. I know Yosemite is one of the most trafficked and visited national parks in the entire system, but it was not very, very crowded. If it felt more crowded, it's because we were doing one of the most popular trails because the trail that we did is pretty much the start of Half Dome, which is one of their famous hikes to the top of Half Dome out there. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people were on that trail, but then split off and then we continued on to another portion. So it maybe felt like it, but I felt like we were still distanced enough and not very crowded. So moving into August, Jamal and I went to Sequoia National Park. We really loved going to all of the national parks that we could go to. They're safe to go to. They're outdoor. You can explore. There's nine national parks in California, so it's easy for us to get to a lot of them. So we just did a weekend trip to Sequoia National Park and did some new hikes like the Congress Trail and Morrow Rock, which was a hike we were not able to do when we went mm-hmm. as a squad. And um, We missed you guys on this trip to Sequoia, by the way. I missed feeling that girth. I was jealous. The girth you're talking about, Kim, just in case our <laughs> listeners don't know, largest trees in the world here in Sequoia National Park. Although we don't have a specific episode on this trip Jamal and I did, we do have an episode on Sequoia and Kings Canyon National Park, and that is episode number five. Still to this day, one of my favorite episodes. So do check that out. We have some really funny stories and good information about the parks in those ones. I have just come to the realization that my travel style is travel, 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 and then take a break for like two months. And I do also feel after two months, I feel this like urge in my body to get out of town. This like uncomfortable feeling until I take a trip or if I don't have a trip like coming up that I'm looking forward to. At about two months, I start to get a little weird. Get a little itchy. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking at our schedule and it kind of follows that. Like I didn't go anywhere in July or August, but right before that was Santa Barbara and Wyoming and Montana and then took that little break and then really hit it hard in the fall season, which brings us to September. The first trip I took into September was to Austin, Texas. So you remember I said that we were going to add this on after our Ecuador trip and we didn't get to do that as a squad, but I did go with my best friend, Jamie. We took a girl's best friend trips to Austin. She lives in Sac, so we actually met up in Austin, which was pretty cool. And I would love to do more of that. Like people I haven't seen in a while, meet up in a different destination and and hang out. In fact, I loved Austin so much that I would love to move there. So when I do, as a squad, we can meet up in different destinations. (laughs) (laughs) But Austin's really cool. I mean, they like to say, keep Austin weird. And it is weird. And they want to keep it that way. It's such an artsy place. So much like street art everywhere. They have a great nightlife scene. They have beautiful nature. And the people are so nice. And they do tacos. They take their tacos just as seriously as we do here in San Diego. That's amazing. Although I must say, I bet their tacos are nowhere near as good as the Mexican food here in California. <laughs> I mean, I'm, it's not different. even biased. It's fact, though. It's definitely different. But yeah, they're serious about their tacos there. And I am here for it. You know what? I actually enjoyed Austin so much. Me and Jamie extended our trip for two more days. Wow. We stayed. I know. I'm never... And that's not true. I have done that before, but I've never really done it to this extent. We were staying at the line, which is a hotel in the downtown area of Austin. Perfect location, just an amazing pool. Everyone, of course, was social distancing at the pool, but it literally felt just like a 70s hip vibe where everyone's kind of in their own little group, but it was very calm and relaxing. Like I spent so much time by that pool. It was like Splash House, but not Splash House where you came. Like it had the the look of the people of Splash House, but nothing like Splash well, House. That's why I said kind of <laughs> like it, but not like it. Yeah, it was just amazing just for three, four days to just sit by the pool and enjoy a new city. It was great. Also in September is Zena's birthday and we typically... Zena. Oh, this is 45. 
Whoa, whoa, she's acting like she's whoa. 45 these days whoa 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 i i don't sit shit out you guys i didn't travel too much but when i do travel i never sit shit out and i also want to point out that kim made a post earlier this year where she was introducing us to you guys to to, to our new followers on instagram and it started out with saying as the oldest squad member I said I the like, eldest whoa. the eldest squad member. it made me laugh it made me laugh and you know what i said about me kim's the youngest <laughs> I missed that. Well, anyway, I was excited for this trip because we went to Washington to do some national parks up there. You guys did not stay as long. I was stoked. This was our first actual squad trip. No, I, wa- I, wa- I, was, I wasn't stoked that you guys didn't stay. I was bummed about that. I was going to say I was stoked that this was our first true squad trip in COVID era. And in September here, again, we were supposed to go to Ecuador, have the gate one. We had the backup of South in your mouth. And then that didn't happen. So we're like, what are we going to do? We found some new good backups, less cases in Washington at that point in time. And we decided, hey, we're going to do the national parks out there in Washington. And what did we do, ladies? We hit up Mount Rainier. Rainier. <laughs> Same thing. Rainier. Rainier. We hit up Olympic. And then you dropped Kim and I off. And then you guys hit up Cascade. Boo on you guys. Yes. So we were able to do those two national parks as a squad. There's a third one in Washington, North Cascades. Brittany and I continued on solo for that and even trekked it back to Montana and went to Glacier National Park, which if you have not been, my goodness, go to Glacier National Park. And we have these episodes coming up. They're going to be released here in three weeks. Episode 68 coming up, talking about Mount Rainier and Olympic. And 69 is going to be North Cascades and Glacier. 69. Can't wait for that one. 69 is always a good number. (laughs) (laughs) We also have an itinerary on Washington's national parks and exploring them. So definitely check that out. It's up on our website. This is a beautiful PDF guide that details the step-by-step of your six-day vacation here. And of course, you don't have to take it as exactly we do. But if you are, it's designed in a way that you can literally do everything in the exact same order, in the exact same way we did, and you have no planning to do for your trip. It's amazing. It's it's a dream. I mean, you pull a Zena, you just show up and you go. <laughs> <laughs> you have a Brittany on the trip with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like a packing list. It also talks about recommendations of places to eat, places to stay, hikes to do. If you don't have time, maybe do this instead. So it's very comprehensive and we've put a lot of work and love into these itineraries Mm -hmm. and they're super efficient for you to get the most out of every single day grab life by the horns so moving into october which is my birthday month we rebooked the sedona trip and we decided to go for my birthday weekend and sedona is just known for its majestic red rock landscape and for its healing powers and vortexes and i just felt like after such a crazy year what better way to recharge than going to sedona Sedona is so beautiful. I wish I went on that trip with you guys. Yeah, this one was just Brittany and I, again, for her birthday weekend. But again, keeping with the theme, even though this one's not a national park, out in nature, in the desert, October is a really good time. It's still warm in Arizona and cold in the evenings, but not too cold. So you get the best of both worlds and that end of things and keeping to being outside. Well, since Kim and I weren't on that trip, Jamal, were you stoked? I told you I was stoked that it was a squad trip. You interjected before I was able to get to that fact. But you know what? Now that you say it, yeah, I think you guys would have hampered down the trip a little bit. (laughs) The other trip that I took in October was a really cool spur of the moment trip with my friend Morgan. We went to New England for a fall foliage adventure. I've always wanted to go to New England. It was absolutely worth it. The colors in the trees there are so beautiful and it really has that crisp air, fall weather that we just don't get here in San Diego or in California really anywhere. So we had made our home base in Boston. We stayed at this really cute little hotel that had all of the same precautions, social distancing. The restaurants were kind of shut down for indoor dining. They had masks required. They had their cleaning crews out everywhere. They actually had a big piece of tape 
kind of like a tape label thing over the door and the opening of the door to say this room has been sealed and cleaned and no one's been in here since it was cleaned. So that was nice. But while on this trip, we were only there, I think we took a Friday off of work. So we were there Friday to Sunday. And so on this trip, we stayed in Boston. We took a red eye to get the most out of our trip. We were able to check in early. So squad tip. If you're trying to get an early check-in, always call your hotel and ask. Not only did we get to check in at six in the morning at this hotel, I've done it before in Miami, same situation, and they let us check in early. I've done the same thing in Miami when we went on a family trip. We were taking a cruise. We had a red eye out from San Diego. They let us check in early too. The most wild thing that I've ever done was get to a hotel at 3 a.m. and they let me check in early. (laughs) That's like a full day right there. In Vegas, too, actually. So we trooped it the fuck out. We tried to sleep on the plane there. We checked into the hotel. We left the car down at the lobby so we can bring our stuff up. But we were so tired. We didn't realize what we were doing. And we actually just laid down to take a nap and left our (laughs) car down there. We we were only going to sleep for like 30 minutes or an hour anyway. But we got a phone call in the room saying, hey, you need to come move your car. (laughs) And so then we took off to New Hampshire where the entire two-hour drive up there the highway is lined on both sides with huge trees red orange purple yellow green just so beautiful we went to this outdoor nature gorge in new hampshire where it started raining and everything was covered in orange leaves it was this beautiful little hike through this waterfall gorge thing so pretty we went to salem massachusetts this was right before halloween so it was very spooky any witches burned at the stake that you saw kim um, I didn't personally see any burnings, but we did see <laughs> memorials. They're not doing any burnings anymore, huh? You know, I think I just missed it or maybe they were shut down for COVID. It's not in season. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's not in season. But they had plenty of memorials of, you know, this lady was hanged in this year in 1609. And it was really, really cool. And you could really feel every single place we went said this is the most haunted bench in salem this is the most haunted tavern in salem like everything was haunted (laughs) what was the weirdest reason why someone got killed i i think for the most part it was witchy witchiness witchy women doing witchy things so sad or just women being women and then people deciding that they were going to frame them in some sort of way to get rid of them i mean the salem witch trials very interesting chapter in american history i didn't mean to make light of it in the way that it came across but it is very interesting to see and i do want to go to new england go on those tours see all about it but more specifically see the fall colors you went mm-hmm. at a great time to really see the colors yeah. of the trees change yeah we also made it down to rhode island so same highway but just south instead of north and same thing the trees we saw these beautiful mansions from the oh what is that famous family vanderbilt the vanderbilts yes they have these huge mansions out there they're just so gorgeous so we got to see that it was really 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 cold in rhode island i've never felt crisp air like that maybe i have but it had been so long it was like bitingly cold and that's why i love san diego (laughs) (laughs) but yeah really really good fun little trip there You also did some more travel in October. What else did you do? So yeah, this was my busy month. Like I said, I have my ebbs and flows. I took a week trip back to Sacramento. Since I'm working from home, I kind of can work from anywhere. So I was working. It wasn't necessarily a vacation, but I was able to see family, some friends, since some of the restaurants and bars have reopened. I hit up my favorite Flamingo Club, Midtown Sacramento, shout out. And also a new bar that just opened in Sacramento. We have a whole episode on Sacramento, so you can go check that out. But there's a new bar to add to the list, Aviary. It's in downtown. It's owned by the same owners as Flamingo Club, and it's super unique and cool inside. So check that out when you're there. And then I also did a little evening in Tijuana. Exploring her backyard. <laughs> it's only 30 minutes from my house. So we went over there, ate food, had a couple drinks, and then just walked back across and came home. And we've mentioned it before. Episode 62 is Day Trips from San Diego and Tijuana is on there. TJ super fun. Definitely recommend it. So moving on into November here, this one was really a travel month for Brittany and I. Again, keeping with the theme of the national parks, I want to keep hyping on that for you guys in terms of outdoors and safety. We went to Arches and Canyonlands National Parks in Utah. 
two of the mighty five that they have in Utah. We have a future episode on this trip coming out in 2021, so stay tuned. But Arches National Park really gets the recognition in Utah. They have a specific arch called Delicate Arch. If you see some of the Utah plates, they have it on there. It's almost like an iconic focal point for the state and sight to see. And Canyonlands is right next door. It's almost like Sequoia and Kings Canyon here in California. They're literally right by each other. Arches is the more popular one, but I found Canyonlands to be much more magical and majestic than Arches. And dare I say, cooler than the Grand Canyon. It's called Canyonlands. You can imagine what you're going to see out there. Way cooler than the Grand Canyon. What did you see out there? Lands of Canyon. (laughs) (laughs) I got you. Lando Canyon. Canyon lands, lands of them. (laughs) But at Canyon lands, we watched the most beautiful sunrise I have ever seen in my life. I literally posted a video of it. The sun is just illuminating off of the sandstone and it's glowing a orange hue. And I didn't even put a filter on the video at all. It was just all natural. It was seriously magical and probably the best sunrise I have ever seen. This one was really cool. You go to a spot that's called Mesa Mesa Arch, Arch, and it literally is an arch. It's not an arches. It's in Canyonlands, but it's an arch. And you literally watch the sunrise through the arch as if it's its own frame. And then you just see the canyon below, and it's just so black in the morning, and then the sun comes up. It almost looked like the volcanic craters that we saw in Volcanoes National Park in Hawaii. Truly majestic, unique scene, and very, very underrated park, considering that the majority of people go to arches right next door. I think Canyonlands is better go check it out. Be safe out there. Really awesome. And another national park that you don't have to do a lot of hiking in. If you just want to get out and explore and see the sites, that's a good one for you. So moving on to December, which is the month we're currently in, Jamal and I just got back from a trip to Capitol Reef, which is another national park in Utah. It's also one of Mighty Five Utah has. It completed our Mighty Five because we've been to all of the other Utah national parks. We just got back from there. It was amazing. Very, very cold in December. Just if you guys want to know, the low was seven to nine degrees in the morning. Wow. Very, we started very a hike cold. at nine degrees. <laughs> Ooh. But there was a lot of beautiful scenery in this park. They say that it's a wrinkle in time because as you hike in Capitol Reef, you're hiking through all of these sedimentary layers that have been through so much. Mm. The area was actually covered in water, which is why it's called Capitol Reef. Mm. Interesting. We had a great time there. This is the first flight that we've took in COVID that where they're no longer blocking out the middle seats. And on our way home, we did have a full flight. That was wild. And we knew going into this trip that this was going to be the first one without the blocking of the middle seats. So we took the extra precaution, wore double face masks. So we had our N95, then our regular ones, the surgical ones that they have going over it. And we had the face masks. So keeping real face shield. Yes. So keeping Uh, really, really safe. Two two masks, but face shield and mask. Okay, got it. No, he, he's saying he three. had a, you had three masks on. I had we three had. layers of protection. I was about to say, I saw those pictures and it looked like you were wearing yes, two masks. I so had the N95 closest yeah. to the face, a surgical mask on top of the N95, and then a face shield. The cool ones that you want, Kim, that say face shield right on top. <laughs> yeah, Splash I saw your zone. pics. Super cute. Were you wearing gloves? No, no. gloves. Were you like sanitizing the fuck out of everything? We We do on every flight. So that was nothing new, but absolutely we were. Did you use industrial? No. No. Shame. (laughs) You might let a germ or two get through. (laughs) But Capitol Reef really reminded me a lot of Sedona. You get a lot of the red rocks out there. Really, really cool. Highly recommend. Again, future episode coming soon on that here in 2021. And then the last trip of the year is a New Year's Eve trip that I am taking to Valle de Guadalupe, which is about two hours south of San Diego into Mexico. It's their wine region there. So I have an Airbnb rented. I also got a wine tasting tour through Airbnb experiences. And I want to just say, if you can rent Airbnb or purchase your tours through Airbnb experiences, more of that money is going to go directly to an individual rather than say a a corporation that may own that hotel. So in times like this, where there's so much more need to support your neighbors, I would recommend looking in there. And I also found the best price on the wine tasting tour through Airbnb experiences. 
great tip. So it, it benefits it's both of you. And that really just wraps up 2020. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed on 2021, guys. But we have a lot to look forward to in 2021. Jamal and I already have six trips booked. Wow, you guys are nuts. I know. So <laughs> in January, Jamal and I are going to the U.S. Virgin Islands. We're hitting up St. Thomas and St. John. We're also going to go to Valle Guadalupe, probably using like Kim's same itinerary. So saving me a lot of time. There you go. It's going to cost you though. <laughs> We're also going to go to Mammoth Caves National Park in Kentucky, and we're flying into Nashville, so it's kind of like a twofer. We were also in March going to go to Breckenridge, Colorado, and learn how to cross-country ski. Yeah. Yeah, and we're going to be going to Dallas, Texas, ideally for Easter. Brittany's sister lives out there. And then we also are going to Williamsburg, Virginia. We're going to hit up Shenandoah National Park, maybe go see the sites in D.C. And if we're lucky and can go, that rebooking of the squad trip to Ecuador. But keep in mind here, when we're saying these, these are what's booked. 2020, we've had to make adjustments, make cancellations, alterations. These are what are planned now. But given the circumstances on the ground, obviously, things may change. And I think that goes a lot to what we did here in 2020. We had lots of different backup plans for different things, altered plans based on conditions on the ground, certain states where numbers were really high, where they're actually taking more safety precautions and requiring masks versus states sometimes that are not. Here in the Virgin Islands, they are requiring that you have to have a negative COVID test in order to be able to be allowed on the island. So keeping safe in those ways. And so, again, things can change, but fingers crossed for 2021. And the COVID-19 vaccine just landed in California mm. and in San Diego. So that may change the travel game. We will have to find out. I heard by mid-years when most people will have access to it. Right now, again, first responders, nurses such as Brittany. Purs is probably coming up here pretty soon. I'm going to be left hanging out here in the dark. <laughs> but, you know, I will happily wait my place in line. And in the meantime, keep safe in the way that we're traveling by doing lots of outdoor activities. I'll definitely let you guys know how it feels to get the COVID vaccine. And if I feel anything strange, like any side effects or whatnot, it does require you to get two doses. That's mm -hmm. if you do the Pfizer one. They have the other ones coming out that they're giving the special authorization for that are just one. So who knows which one you'll get. But keep us posted either way, Britt. Well, you know what, Brittany, I would like to take this moment to say thank you for being on the front lines and for being one of our 2020 healthcare heroes. And thank you to everyone out there who is listening, who is also one of our healthcare heroes for 2020. It is my pleasure. Thank you for that, Zana. Some other exciting things coming up in 2021. We're releasing more itineraries right off the bat. We're going to release Arizona's three national parks. Later in the year, we're going to have Florida's three national parks and then Utah's mighty five national parks. In Florida's three national parks itineraries, I've put in some amazing nightlife opportunities for you in Miami, so check that out. We also are putting together a super comprehensive step-by-step -step guide on how to start a podcast because when we started this podcast, we didn't know anything about audio recording, editing, how to run a podcast or anything, so Every single thing we figured out and learned along the way, we've put into a easy to understand beginner's guide to starting a podcast. And we're super excited to release that. So that's coming down the pipes for 2021. Any final thoughts, ladies here on what you want to say wrapping up 2020? I just want to say thank you all for sticking with us through this crazy year. It's hard to talk about travel and want to travel and have a travel podcast in a year where there's so many restrictions on travel, but a traveler is a traveler. You love travel no matter what's going on in the world. And so we appreciate all of you listening and continuing to plan travel with us. The last thing I want to say is re-harping on the point that I've been saying is if you're going to be traveling, do it in a safe way. We feel that we've traveled in a safe way in terms of doing outdoor activities and going to certain places where we know numbers are down or places that are requiring testing. So, you know, be within your own comfort zone. But if you're going to be doing it, do it safely. I mean, that's another year on the books. So thank you to my wonderful squad members, Jamal, Brittany, Aww. Kim. And thank you for listening always and for your support. Here's to 2021. 
Cheers. 2021. Have a great, happy new year, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode this week. Keep the adventures going with us into 2021 by following us on Instagram and on YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast. Tag us in your trips and let us know where you're going. And please send me in those questions of the week. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We're having some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Ooh, first episode of a new year. Bye everyone. Happy new year.